Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Well, hello, Elijah Fire people. Happy Friday. Whenever I'm uh, working like on the editing side, I always type in happy Fri-yay. So happy Fri-yay, everybody, wherever you are. Today is August 11th, 2023. My name is Jen Lowen. I am Jeff Tharp's older sister. So if this is your first time watching us, welcome. Jeff Tharp is my brother. He is normally the host of Elijah Fire. I am filling in. I filled in for him yesterday and today he will be back on Monday. Today is episode 282. I can't believe we've gotten this many episodes under our belt, but I think it's absolutely fantastic. If you love listening to the podcasts, same thing. Please remember to follow, to share, to download the episodes, leave us a review. That would absolutely help us. We would love you for it. Please and thank you. All right, you guys, I am not going to waste any more time on today's uh, introducing today's guest. She is absolutely a friend of the show. You guys all love her. Pretty sure I don't have to introduce her, but she is the um, fill-in host for Steve on Elijah Streams. She is the founder of Marriage of the Lamb Ministries. Please join me in welcoming Kelsey O'Malley. Hello. Hey, Jen. You're doing such a good job, but I'm shocked you didn't introduce me as Sally. I think Jeff would be a little upset that you didn't take that opportunity. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. He told me that inside joke between you guys. He's like, I want to tell you just because I don't want it to be like behind your back. So the first time he told me that you guys call me Sally. I didn't, I've never seen that on SNL. It's like, it's, if you haven't seen it on SNL, Google search SNL Sally O'Malley. And it's like a skit where, where she's like, I'm 50. I'm 50. I like to stretch <laughs> and kick. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're a pretty good impression. Well, you gotta know, Kelsey, that I'm sure Jeff told you this, but in our family to give you a nickname is like, a term of endearment. It literally is. <laughs> and if it makes you feel any better, people, I will share mine with you. The one that Jeff gave me. It's Blurg. <laughs> what is a Blurg? <laughs> okay. So all of us, okay, even growing up, our parents gave us the weirdest nicknames. Okay. But it literally is, it, it, it started off as something. It was like, Hey, he'll have to explain it. And he's probably going to laugh that I'm even sharing this. But before it was blurg, it was like, what? it was like some weird sound. <laughs> he would say whenever he saw me, he'd be like, hey, what? <laughs> and yeah, so then he starts calling me blurg. So if he if he writes me a card, like for my birthday, he writes me a card and he's like blurg. That's my name. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. And then oh, I love it. So yours is like you said, it's like a little, it's like a pet, like nickname, you know, because yeah. you love someone and you have nicknames. I mean, I think every family has nicknames and mm -hmm. just growing up with brothers and sisters, you always call oh, each yeah. other different oh, yeah. things. It's just, I don't know. It's so weird. My dad's nickname for me growing up was Boodle, you know? So it's like, we all Why have all the these... weirdest. Wait, wait, wait. So your name's Jen, but they, they call you what starts with a B. Why? Oh, that's not the only one. Like, um, my they mom all start with B. No, because my mom would call me Tina for some random, <laughs> random thing. She'd be like, "Hey, Tina." Um, yeah, so there's funny. so many others, but yeah, that's what we do. Oh my gosh, 
in our family. So you guys so. had fun growing up because Jeff is hilarious. And I know you yeah. guys, so are you, Jen, but you guys yeah. have a we, really good sense um, of humor. Humor is just definitely something we, we make fun of ourselves. Like we definitely have that kind of, I think you call it self-deprecating humor. You know, you, you tease about yourself even, mm -hmm. but that was like what we would do is kind of how we would cope. Like if somebody did something irritating rather than just being like, Oh, you're so annoying. We would, you know, uh -huh. tease each other. And right. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, that one of Jeff's favorite things to say, and my, he taught my girls this is um, I was kind of clumsy growing up. And so one of the uh -huh. things that he would do to tease me is he would go, oh, whoops, oh, whoops. Because I guess I would say that when I would like spill something or I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and so now he teaches, he taught my girls to say that to me if I like, you know, do something silly, they go, oh, whoops, mom, oh, whoops. <laughs> How old are your kids now? Okay, so my oldest is Annabelle. She's 11. 11 and a half. Okay. And then my youngest, okay. Lily, it's Evangeline Lily, but we call her by her middle name. We call her Lily. Uh, she turned six next, this week. Oh, happy this, birthday, Lily. Yeah. So she's my littlest. And um, yeah, it's I can't believe how fast they grow. I'm sure. How old are your kids? So Michael is 10, Lily seven, and then Luke is five and a half months. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they're big, big range difference there. Yeah. Well, my, my five and a half year gap definitely felt like I was having a baby for the first time all over again. That's how it felt for me. Totally. So. But you know, it's, it's really nice because with the separation of kids, they like my olders like to help a lot. Oh, so yeah. They will like if he's laying down for tummy time, like they'll get in front of him and like it's it's crazy because they play with him and like they keep him awake and happy and busy. And it's like, wow, this is so much at least that part of yeah. raising a baby is so much easier because yes. you remember when you had your first Yes. trying to in the baby phase, trying to entertain them like I would Google search how to play with a three month old. Like you, you don't know what to do. Like yes. how, how do I entertain this little thing? Mm -hmm. Like you want to play or do you want to just, but now with older kids and they naturally just like run around and they're always playing together. And so Luke will watch them and it keeps his attention. Like yeah. during I'm watching the older kids, so I'm yeah. like a different experience, but in a really good way. So mm -hmm. that's, that's been really fun. Yeah. I love that about Annabelle is an incredible older sister. She is a, I tell her all the time, she's a much more kind and considerate, even older sister than I was. Cause I had two younger brothers. So it was, it was different having brothers. They were so active and they were really into like their action figures. My youngest brother always ripped the heads off my Barbie dolls. I hated that. Oh um, <laughs> he said he liked the, the popping noise that it would make. And so then I, I'd get so bad. I know. And so it was different for me, but she is just, Annabelle is Aww. so tenderhearted and just loves to come up with ways to include her little sister. I mean, not all the time. They're, they are sisters, but right. she, she does such a great job. So, Oh, that's so sweet. It's fun. It's fun. So I'm so glad to have you back and to get to interview you. For those of you all who don't know, Kelsey was actually my very, very first interview with Jeff. We did it back in December of 2021. And so oh my gosh, that long ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy. So that is my, you were my very, very first guest. So I was so thrilled to get to talk with you again today. And 
um, catch up and hear what the Holy Spirit is wanting to share through you. Oh, so. yeah. Well, me and Jeff usually talk a lot about just different questions. Like, because when I want to come on here, I want like I told Jeff, I'm like, well, let's write down a bunch of questions that people a lot of times will ask the ministry or you hear a lot like, hey, what does this mean? Or what does this Bible verse mean? Or how how do I get through a difficult marriage? Or what about mm. um, if I have friends who are unbelievers? Just like questions like that. So I ended up writing a bunch down and just sending them over. And I'm like, hey, let's talk about these topics because I know people have questions about these. And a lot of times with these shows like Elijah Fire, Elijah Streams, um, Sid Roth, a lot of times what happens is people come on and they share really incredible encounters. Mm -hmm. um, and I love listening to amazing encounters um, yes, too. Yeah. So I understand that. But at the same time, like I'm also hungry for teaching in the word of God and yeah. knowing, hey, what does it say and how can I better follow God's word? And so, mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of instead of more going the supernatural route, I'm like, hey, let's answer practical questions. So I love that. One, I love that. One of those questions was, you know, a you hear a lot of people talk about pray without ceasing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. am I supposed to, you know, people say, OK, well, when Paul said that. How am I supposed to do that? You know, mm -hmm. and then what really um, gets me wanting to talk about this topic is because I see people on shows and I have interviewed people who've been on different shows and different programs who, when asked about their prayer life, they literally say something like this. Oh, well, I pray all the time. And I'm like, no, but really, seriously, what is your what mm -hmm. is your prayer life look like? Oh, well, I'm praying all the time. And so it becomes this unattainable, unrealistic answer that doesn't help anyone because mm -hmm. most people, um, unless you were like Paul in prison where you literally can't do anything, you have a busy life. You're yeah. going to work. You're taking care of your family. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on. So to, to think like that right away, it doesn't encourage people, it discourages them. Because they go, yeah. well, well, I can't do that. So mm -hmm. if you pray all the time and that's your answer, how supernatural things happen to you, then I guess I'm disqualified because yeah. I just can't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm sure you've heard that before, Jen, where it's like, wait, if you're fasting and praying like all these weeks in this time, like I can't do that. I have kids. I'm a wife. I'm, you know, work. And well, yeah, for me in particular, I with the way that my life is, because I, I homeschool my children in the mornings and in the afternoons I'm working part-time. And then mm -hmm. after I'm done working, I'm making meals and I'm getting, you know, just household chores done. And so for me, when, when mm -hmm. I hear stuff like that, I think, well, thank you for the non-answer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with that. And so I guess I'll stick to praying in the shower, which is where I usually have clear <laughs> free time, you know? Yep. Like, yep. Oh, I hear you. I mean, that's and so then I started thinking to myself, okay, so obviously people are linking spirituality with the amount of works. So I'm praying all the time. I'm never not praying. I'm always praying in the spirit. Well, that sounds like it's works to get something to me. And that's not what the Bible means by pray without ceasing. So where do we find that? We find it in um first Thessalonians. 
Paul talks about to pray without ceasing. Um, and obviously it can be confusing, but really what it means is um, rather than talking all the time or praying in the spirit all the time, um, it's an attitude of God awareness and God consciousness all the time, all day long. So throughout our days, we have a thought that comes through our head and it might be an anxious thought, a thought of worry or fear or anxiety. Well, because of our awareness, our God awareness, what's the first thing we're told to do? Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 6, in every situation, through prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto God and the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard your heart and mind. So really what it is, what Paul means to pray without ceasing, it is, it's a 24-hour God consciousness, God awareness that he knows your life. He sees what's going on. And when thoughts come into our head or situations arise in our life, which let's be honest and real, no matter how devoted you are to Christ, you're going to walk through hard times. Yes. That is guaranteed um, in the scripture to us. Yeah. Jesus says, you're going to go through tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. So mm -hmm. we are going to walk through things. Um, and it's not the type of life. Some people think when I come to Christ, all of a sudden, uh, my life is going to be um, amazing. I have no problems. I'm going to be prosperous and healthy and wealthy and all these empty promises. Sorry to say that, but empty promises that are, are promised to you, which is not true because life down here has fallen. So people have free will. So they make choices all the time. And yeah. you, you're happen to be in the way of those choices, yes. even if you're always making the right choices. Yeah. Well, or you could be the people. collateral, you could be the collateral yeah, damage. Exactly. Yeah. Collateral damage happens all the time. Um, yeah. you know, accidents happen, things happen. Um, so what it means is that, you know, our thoughts as Christians, when we come to Christ and we receive Jesus, what happens is he gives us a new heart. The, the word of God is like the sword. It, it separates, it divides, it renews our mind. So our mind gets renewed. Our thoughts change according to the word of God. And as we walk with Jesus, we grow. We grow in sanctification. We grow in relationship. As we go through trials, it's like what Peter says, you know, trials, um, they give us a better faith and yeah. perseverance and endurance and strength. So when we go through trials, it's never fun. No one, mm -hmm. no one here on this broadcast right now would say, oh, I love going through trials because, <laughs> yeah, you know, no. that brings me closer to God. No, no one wants that. But yeah. the reality is, is we do go through stuff. And as you walk with God, um, you really learn that through the history, your history with God. And also, let's say you don't have a history with God. You just got born again last week. Well, look at the word of God that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. So look mm -hmm. how faithful he is always in the word. He is faithful, always faithful, and he'll be faithful to you. And it may not be what you want faithfulness to look like. Well, God, how come you're not coming through for me on this? Or how come you're not doing this? Well, God's view is not our view. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows all things. He's a creator of the universe. He's omniscient, mm -hmm. omnipresent. He's everywhere at once. He knows every thought you're going to think before you think it. He knows everyone's thoughts all at all times, how everything's going to work. I mean, God's sovereignty is amazing. And, you know, he knows all of that. So sometimes what you think is not 
the the breakthrough or the blessing coming in, God knows that by keeping it, it is actually the breakthrough and it is actually the blessing. And we don't see that until hindsight. And then Mm -hmm. we look back and see, Mm -hmm. but during all of these times where, you know, every day things come into your life, every, I'm telling you with three kids home now, cause it's summer, um, a new baby, my husband sometimes being gone, um, for work, you know, all day, you guys, it's not that I'm sitting there, you know, praying in the spirit and, you know, fasting and reading the word. Cause I can, I have, I have to take care of my house and my children, but I am aware that during the day, if I have any type of worry or anxiety, I say something to like this to God, I say, God help me. Like, I, I can't do this. I can't figure this out. God, I need patience. I need help. I, I need you to show me what to do. I need you to, you know, give me grace, give me mercy. And it's just being aware. And mm-hmm. I think once we understand the reality of walking with God is a lot easier than some people have made it, we get free. Yeah. We, we become free because people have put so much on this pray without ceasing thing. And I, I've even heard people say, you know, oh, well, I need to pray in the spirit all the time to stay in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So from now, from getting born again until you die, you're going to pray in the spirit all the time. And if you're not praying in the spirit, you're not in the spirit. I, right. it, it doesn't work that way. It does mm-hmm. not work that way. See, you've been made a new creation. You are now a spirit filled believer. The Holy Spirit resides in you. Whenever you guys accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and indwells you. So once the Holy Spirit is there, that means he's there. He doesn't only come when you pray in tongues. Like it, it, doesn't work like that. Praise God. Um, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So he is always, always there. And um, it's not by works that we get to somehow be spiritual. We're made spiritual because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He took our place. He took the wrath of God upon himself in our place. And the Lord has given us the gift, the down payment, the inheritance of the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit's in us to help us. And so we are spiritual because he lives in us. Mm. It's not because we do anything super exciting. It's him in us. It's, it's Jesus in us. That is what makes us to be spiritual. Now you can yield to that. And what do I mean? That's kind of a weird word. Like, how can I yield to the Lord fully? Well, I think there's certain people that they want to be so devoted to Christ. They want to pray. They want to seek God. There's just there's something about certain people where it's like they just want more and more of God. Mm-hmm. And I think people that seek God like that want more and more of God. You read his word, it's alive to you. It's living. It's it's powerful. Like being with Jesus changes you. It makes mm-hmm. you more like him. I mean, you want to be with him. You want to seek him. I think those people, as far as being more spiritual, I don't think you're more spiritual. I think you've just realized how great Jesus is and how much you need him mm-hmm. because we can't do anything without him. Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And I think there's just some people that grab onto that. And once you see the beauty of Jesus, I think it's really hard to not want more and more and more of him. But it's not a type of, um, I want to take the burden off of you guys today that it is somehow this 
hours and hours and daily until you die. And then God will see you and he will go, oh, wow, I need to give this person a ministry. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Um, and so I want to lift that that burden off of you. And I want to make it more um, of a reality. And your reality is this, that during each day in every situation, with every thought, with every, Paul says, in every situation, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. So It's walking with God every day, your normal day, through your trials, through your good days, through your bad days. It's walking with the Lord and being aware that he is there. And having a relationship with God is you freely come and talk to him. You freely come and tell him like, Lord, I'm going through this and this is hard. And the truth is, is that people who are going through the hardest times and the, the, let's say you're suffering in your body. Let's say you have a, let's say you got diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. That is a heavy, heavy thing. And you can let that completely just, oh my gosh, like totally destroy you. Like all your hope can be gone and you can feel like, why is this happening to me? And God help me. And it's just, you feel so down and depressed, but you find that people who are going through sometimes the hardest things in their life are the closest to God. Yeah. Those people, because in every situation, they're literally, if they did not wake up, open their eyes and talk to God, they would not make it through today. Yeah. They mm-hmm. they could not make it through today without him. And you find that, wow, like, what do you mean that through through trials and through suffering? I lean on God more. Absolutely. And so there is a blessing in all of that. And and if you can find the blessing in it, it, it'll change your whole perspective and your whole outlook on your prayer life, on your walk with God, on your nearness to the Lord. And when you draw strength from Jesus, I mean, there is, that is such a gift. Like I know we can be living in the world. We can be worldly and think about, you know, things of the world and, oh, well, that was so awesome. I got to, you know, go out to dinner or go to a baseball game or whatever. And, but people who don't have that, they just, they literally can't even get out of bed. And every day they draw their strength from Christ. They are some of the most joyful people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've met people with terminal illness that, praise God in their suffering. And they, they could sit there and teach you a few lessons about, about prayer and about abiding in Jesus. And so, you know, don't, don't ever feel like, um, don't ever feel like it's some type of work where if you do the, if you do a, you get B type of situation. Or I heard this person say they get up at 3am and they pray for hours and they have angelic visitation and well, okay, that now if the Lord's speaking to you specifically and has asked you to Mm -hmm. do something like that. Okay. But mostly it's our heart posture towards the Lord. You know, is your heart pondering on the Lord throughout the day or are, 
scripture is being brought up to your remembrance. You know, I think about David and if you just read through the Psalms of like, you know, Psalm 139, Psalm 140, Psalm 146, like these Psalms, you hear David's heart, his, his heart, a consciousness of God is like, he is so aware that God is there. He knows God hears him read through the Psalms and look at the way David talks to God. It's such close fellowship and friendship. And um, it's just, that's where I think all of our hearts need to be during prayer is, and during just all day, you know, pray without ceasing all Mm -hmm. day. We have that awareness of God. You know, well, I was going to close to us. I was going to interject for me personally, like I was saying with, with my life, with my kids, it's, is your ear tuned to his voice? You know, if, if there does need to right. even be a moment where he brings maybe a word of correction or he convicts your heart about something, are you able to respond, to hear and to respond? You know, so yes, there, there good. are so many times in my day where I'll just have a grumbly attitude you know, not Same. always, but I mean, I will, it, it's just, I'm yep. human. Um, yep. and I'll have this grumbly attitude and I'll snap at one of my girls. And then all of a sudden it's just, I can hear that still small voice of just like, you know, should you have treated your daughter that way? And, and, and in that moment, my response is, oh my goodness, no, I shouldn't have take a deep breath, turn around and say, I'm really sorry. Please yes. forgive mommy. I shouldn't have done that. And it's, for me, it's the recognition of hearing his voice, but then also when we're in a season where we're kind of, I guess, implementing a lot, maybe we don't have the time to sit and pray for hours, or maybe we don't have the time, excuse me, to sit and read our Bibles for hours. Can we listen and respond and allow that process of the sanctification, like what you were just saying, where he's cultivating the fruit of the spirit, you know, that consistency of character showing up every day and just the the beauty of um in the moment because and I'm sure you've had this happen to you before but I think a lot of people dismiss this I know I did for years until I heard someone teaching on it where you're doing something and all of a sudden you hear like a a phrase in your spirit you know like mm-hmm. what you were just saying the peace of Christ will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus you'll have that spirit kind of quicken or that verse quicken in your spirit and then yes. it applies directly to what it is you're going through. And yeah. oh yeah. So that has really helped me. As soon as I heard someone teaching on that, like don't dismiss those things that kind of pop up in your spirit or if somehow something kind of comes to your imagination, like don't dismiss that. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. And mm-hmm. to me, it became about the sensitivity to recognizing when I was hearing the Lord and Mm -hmm. responding. And so, um, there, there's a book that I read. One of my friends introduced me. I don't know if you've heard of them. It's Dennis and Jennifer Clark. They've been on it's, um, supernatural before, but he talks about Dennis talks about sometimes and all the time. And it's in your prayer life. And he talked about how the Lord showed him that you can have these, you know, grand mountaintop experiences, but it doesn't always have to be that way. You can learn Exactly. His still small voice and you can cultivate the all the time where you can commune with him just in the little things that happen in your daily life. And I shared, I shared on a few broadcasts ago that, um, Psalm 37 verses 23 and 24 have kind of been a verse that's really, I've been memorizing and meditating on, which is 
The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall for the Lord holds them by the hand. And it's that he delights in the detail of their lives part that really ministered to me because it made me realize that God is present in all things. It's, it's the details, the details that even I find mundane. How can I bring the Lord into those experiences? And I have often wondered if that is connected to, to the praying without ceasing of just like yeah. recognizing totally. when he's present with you and just yes. learning to cultivate that, um, I guess, awareness. Yeah. Respond to it. Yeah. That's so good. And that's, that's so true. And I love, you know, the mountaintop experiences, but then the everyday always, you know, walking with him and being aware of him. And I think just like any relationship um, grows and you build that with the Lord, you, your trust builds as you walk with the Lord because you see his faithfulness and you see him answer prayers and you see like there's things in all of our lives where if we look back, we say something like this, that could have only been God. Oh, yes. And I know we have all said that, that there is no way this could have only been God. And there's times where I have said that and that was my response to a situation where I have to be honest. I didn't seek God on it. I didn't seek God on the situation. And that that beautiful answer came. And I was like, that could have only been God. And mm-hmm. I, I and then I look and I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't even ask you. Like, I didn't even bring you into this situation, Lord. Forgive me. Like, I just mm-hmm. put it all on me. And look at what you did. And that's because God is sovereign. And something, the beauty about God's sovereignty is that. He knows all things he knows and he's there and he's aware. Mm -hmm. And when we come to God, knowing that he is, and he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Well, I believe diligently seeking God is your awareness of being with God. So like some people may say, oh, well, that's diligently seeking God. That's sitting down for hours and just constantly reading the word and then being in prayer all the time. And there's times where you are able to do that. And maybe you have a a time of where, let's say you get like some time off work and you choose to do that and you go and have, enjoy your time with the Lord. But then there's other times you can't do that, Mm -hmm. you know, but Mm -hmm. I think it's the everyday walking with the Lord. And I know I find myself doing this and I'm sure all of you do this, but just throughout the day, like you said, Jen, you hear his voice, but then also too, like, I'll just be driving and just, there's a Thanksgiving that comes up in Mm -hmm. me and I'll be like, God, thank you for today. And like, and it's not because anything special happened to me that day because my thankfulness and my joyfulness, it's not linked with physical blessing. Mm -hmm. So my, my thankfulness and joyful heart is because of what Jesus has done for me. Mm -hmm. And I always, every day I remind myself of what Jesus has done for me. And I know there's people that will say, oh, well, we, we need to get beyond um, the cross and beyond the gospel. And I want to say that the gospel Jesus is the love. It is God sent his son in love. And so when you think about God so loved the world, you think about the love of God and how much he loves us and sees us and cares about us. We, we look at Jesus and there is 
there's never a point in my life where I want to move on past thinking about the good news and thinking about what he has done for me and how I humble myself in prayer and seek him and get to know him and love him. And I think a lot of times people struggle with a lot of things like, um, you know, maybe they struggle with a sin they they can't get out mm-hmm. of. They just, oh man, I can't break free from that. And I always just encourage people, hey, you need to go back and study the gospel. You need to go back and study the cross because that was the love of God poured out. And you think, well, how is that the love of God? The wrath was upon Jesus. That is the love of God that that was that was already planned before the foundation mm-hmm. of the world that God knew we would fall. Yeah. God knew we would sin, how evil and wicked we would be. Yet he sent the second person of the Trinity. It's God in three persons. So one spirit and three persons. He sent his only son to take our place. That is how much he loves us. Yeah. And that message, I can never get past that message. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That That is a daily thing for me. So usually every day I'll just be doing something and I just think about that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, your response to that is like, you just want to say thank you. Yes. And you don't. So like the deepest part of your heart wants, like I always say, like, I wish I could just rip open more of me to give to the Lord. I yeah. wish I could just give more to the Lord because of all he's given for me. Yeah. And that thankfulness is part of prayer too. having a thankful heart because Paul says in every situation with Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. when we think about, you know, everything could be going wrong in your life right now, literally everything. Um, you could be going through a divorce. You could be sick. You could be losing your, just think of the worst case scenario could be happening. Well, how can I come to him with Thanksgiving? Yeah. This is horror. Look at my life. I can't, I have nothing to be thankful for. Yep. But have you looked at the precious lamb of God today? How can you say you have nothing to be thankful for when your very soul for eternity is attributed to him on the cross. Yes. Mm-hmm. There is always something to be thankful for. And maybe everything is going wrong. But when you look to him, you realize how much he paid. I guarantee that your life is not that bad, that you're you're about to be nailed naked to a cross, beaten, ridiculed, spit upon, and betrayed by everyone you love and was close to you. I bet you're not about to go through that. Right. But he did for us. And so we get this perspective through prayer as well. And so when we come into prayer, it's being aware that God knows us, being aware that God gave his only son for us. He loves us. I mean, Jesus died. I just I want I want you to think about this for a minute because I don't know when's the last time you guys heard the gospel, but Jesus died. He died. Not only did he just get whipped or ridiculed, he died for you. And God rose him again on the third day. And that was the proof that Jesus was the son of God, was the resurrection. And he's risen today, seated at the right hand of God. And when you think about that, I mean, something about your walk with God shifts when you're constantly thinking about Jesus and all he's done and even coming into prayer. Um, I want to say this because I'm, I might like, uh, 
offend a few people, but I think a lot of times I hear prayer and it's a lot of our power and how we say it. Well, you have to say it like this. And um, I was watching something the other day and it really, it really upset my, um, my heart because it was a, well, it's a healing minister, well-known healing minister. And they, they were giving examples of how to pray for someone. And they had the person up in the front and they said, um, you know, that do you want to know the reason why the person got healed? Because the person, oh, I feel a lot better. And she said, do you know, do you want to know the reason why um, this person got healed? They got healed because I knew how to pray. And my heart was like, it, it, I couldn't express how grieved, and I know it was the Holy Spirit in me. Just, I was so grieved over that statement. Because what about because, the people who, you know, have been desperate for healing and, oh, now it's because they don't know the right formula for prayer. Right. And it's, it's not about what no. you say. It's that God and Jesus is the healer. It's yeah. not about what you say. It's yeah. about what he has done and what he will do. Yeah. And so... I want to talk about the now that we're getting into prayer a little bit. I want to talk about praying with a heart of humility. Because when we come to God, we ask him. We say, "Father, I ask and you make your request known to God." You don't demand. I've also heard a very famous preacher say, "I demand this." And I'm like, "I cannot believe you're saying that." Because <laughs> It's so opposite. It really is so opposite of what the Bible teaches us. Um, and I think the humble heart that comes and sits low at the feet of Jesus. And just me talking about this right now, a lot of you are, there's light bulbs going off in your head and you're going, oh my gosh, I've made it so prideful where it's, I demand or I have to pray this certain way. And if I learn this formula, then somehow I'm going to twist God's arm to do it. And it's like, no, it, it's not that way. It's a humble heart. Mm -hmm. And so we know that we pray and we know we ask God. And so next time you go into prayer, I want you to just practice asking the Lord. So don't demand anything. Just, just ask the Lord. And it can be a quick prayer. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a super long, can just, Lord, would you come through on my behalf for this? Lord, would you save my son? Lord, would you bring the right people into his life? And, and this is how you pray. You ask God the things you desire for him to do. So you ask him, you say, hey, and if we ask not, we have not. So mm -hmm. you have to ask. Don't, yeah. don't come and just demand. Say, Lord, you know all things. You're sovereign. And, you know, would you do such and such? And then trust him. Trust yeah. him. He's he's a good father. So trust is is a big part of prayer, too. Learning to trust in God is a huge part of our walk as Christians. And maturing in the Lord is learning how to trust him with your whole heart. And we all have been tested in that, like time and time again, where it's Things aren't happening the way we want it to happen. And you waver like, but that's the human heart. That's the human condition is like, this is never going to happen, you know, like, mm -hmm. and you get discouraged and you talk yourself out of it. But 
even if you do that, listen, God is faithful and so trustworthy and he knows all things. So come to him with a humble heart. And remember, when you do come into prayer, Paul tells us, come in and in every situation with thanksgiving. So even if all things are falling apart, look unto Jesus. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And you can, once you start thanking him and looking to him, your heart will pour out with thanksgiving because he's so beautiful and what he's done is so beyond what any none of us deserve what God has done for us. None of us deserve that. He is incredible what he has done for us. Why we were still sinners. Jesus died for us. Yeah. That's what I I was going to add in. doesn't break Because I was thinking about, because when you ponder that right there, while we were still sinners, another, um, there's another section where we were the enemies of God. Paul talks about the fact that we were his enemies. And I, and I have pondered on that and thought before I was saved, I was God's enemy. I acted as God's enemy. I didn't think like God. And I, I I know other people's testimonies are different for when they found the Lord. Some people were seeking God. Maybe they were in a dire Mm -hmm. situation. They were crying out, God, if you're real, my situation was totally different. I was not looking for him, but he came looking for me. And Mm -hmm. That to me, when I read while I was still, while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. Think about that. Everyone who is alive on the earth today, God saw a problem, which was we would all need salvation. You, me, every person right now, we would need salvation. He met that need before we even realized we needed, we had the need. So Jesus died for all of us ahead of the need. Does that make sense? Because it was so many years ago, all of us born this day, God met the need before we realized we had the need. When you sit there and you ponder on that, how much he loved you, that he knew you would be born on this earth, you would sin, you would miss it. He was like, guess what? I provided a solution before you ever even knew you needed one. How many times has that happened in your life? And if anyone could just pause and just like what you were saying, where you look back on your life and you go, that had to have been God. He provided a solution for us through salvation before we ever recognized we needed one. And for me personally, like I just said, I was not looking for God, but he came looking for me. I'm sure so many other people listening have had that same experience. Just stop there for a moment and ponder your life before Christ and Mm -hmm. what he rescued you from. Some of you can really do that. Some of you can stop and you can reflect on the before Christ life and go, man, he rescued me from so many poor decisions I could have made, so many terrible things that could have happened to me because the trajectory of my life would have led me straight to the pit. And I I was pondering that a few years ago. I was praying through a really difficult situation in my life. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, Jen, if nothing about your circumstance changes from now till the day you die, could you still live a full and abundant life? And oh, I had to stop. On. And I had to, I had to really think about that. And I was like, you know what? I could because of what Jesus did for me, what he has mm-hmm. rescued me from, what Amen. he has literally the person I could have become without him. 
And even still the person I could still become if I don't make the choice to follow after him and yes, accept, amen. you know, that sanctification, everything he has done for me is so costly that it's, if nothing about the circumstance of my life changed, I could still live in a, a full and abundant life because everything that he's done is an internal working. He yes. can give me joy no matter my circumstance. He can give yes. me hope no matter my circumstance. He can give me love and peace Amen. and patience and kindness and gentleness. None of those things require my circumstance to change. That's right. So again, the pray with the praying without ceasing, it's, it's also just stopping and recognizing I am who I am today because of Jesus, because of yes. what he did for me. And, and I have right standing with the Lord righteousness because of Jesus. Like, yes. I think even just stopping there and, and meditating and pondering yes, would help anybody to get out of their funk. Oh, it every day. Me. Yeah. Every day. I, I mean, I encourage you every day to think about what Jesus has done for you, that he has died for you. And the truth is, Jen talked about, you know, maybe your life before was just absolute, like you were like, Jesus saved me from drug addiction and prostitution and just name the list of, of, of things. And then maybe there's other people. Well, I, I was good my whole life. Well, no one is good enough for God because that is not how you come into the kingdom. It's not by good works, lest any man should boast. It is not because you were good. So even if your whole life, oh, I was so good. You need Christ because we are all born into sin. We were all because of Adam, because of Adam and Eve, because they fell, sin mm -hmm. entered. And ever since then, sin has yeah. been in the world. We've all been born into sin. Yeah. And so they, you know, had animal sacrifices and the blood would cover for the sin, but it was just temporary. It was a temporary thing. It was all the time. I mean, I think I was on here last time with Jeff talking about just think about bringing a innocent, perfect little lamb who's, they have done nothing wrong. And you bring it to be slaughtered and killed in front of you because of your wrongdoing. Yeah. Wow. And imagine doing that all the time and see, imagine the smell of the animals and the, I mean, just imagine the, the priests, the, the priests covered in, in blood, blood everywhere, stuff everywhere. And you knowing I am taking this innocent animal and it is going to pay the price because I am a sinner. And then we have Jesus who came and he took that upon himself once and for all. Jesus took the wrath of the father on himself so that that was done away with. And now we forever are accepted by God, but you have to come to Jesus. You have to understand that it's because of Jesus and our faith in Jesus and what makes you born again. It's your faith in Jesus Christ. That is what makes you born again. It's no longer some a good work we do. It's because of the good work he has done. And that is what saves us. And so just knowing for all eternity that you will get to be with the Lord. And I know it's so hard to think about, but just 
think about the inheritance and the glory and the no more sickness, no more um, crying, perfect body, perfect health, no more, um, uh, you know, betrayal or any just perfection with the Lord. I mm-hmm. mean, in all of the inheritance mm-hmm. of spending eternity with him, it is a priceless gift. You can't put a price on that. See, that's why the Bible says, well, what profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? Because yeah. salvation is priceless. Yeah. You can't compare it to anything. There is no price um, you could ever put put on the cross. And when we come to Jesus, we come knowing that he has paid everything and what love that a man would lay down his life for his friends and yet sinners like full sin. I mean, think about the most wicked person. Jesus died for the most wicked person. I don't care how, what you've done or how wicked or horrible Jesus died for you for every sinner. He died. And mm-hmm. so there is through confession of sin and repentance and turning to Christ and being washed clean. You know, we're born of the water and the spirit. We're born through the cleansing of the washing of the word and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that comes into us when we get saved. We are saved through water and spirit. We're renewed. We're transformed yeah. and we're forgiven. You're clean before Christ. Yeah. And that itself is amazing that everything I've ever done is forgiven in an instant and cleansed and washed. Like what a gift is repentance. What a gift is the cross. What a gift is the Holy Spirit. What kind of God loves, like there is no other, you know, they have, oh, Muhammad or Allah or Buddha or whatever. I'm sorry, no one compares to Jehovah. There is no God beside him, no God like him. And I mean, I'm just, I'm so thankful. And as we talk about it, even it just, it just builds so much hope and so much thanksgiving in my heart. And I'm hoping it's doing the same for all of you guys. I'm hoping right now that you're feeling like, wow, I haven't, I haven't thought about this in a while. And wow, Jesus has done so much for me. He's done everything for me. And, and so just right now, maybe there's some of you who feel like you've been distance, distant from the Lord and it's your life has turned from keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus to your eyes fully on you and your circumstance. And if you're honest today, you don't have that much of a relationship with God. So I just want to pray for those of you that feel like, wow, this message is really hitting me because I haven't heard the gospel in a while. Um, So Father, right now, for those whose hearts are turning towards you, God, I just thank you right now for every open heart, Lord, Mm -hmm. that's looking unto Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that your word promises that you will not turn away any who come to you. So God, Mm -hmm. I ask that you would continue to keep their eyes steadfastly focused on Jesus. That there's other important things. Yes, Lord, but the most important thing is your son and all you have done for us, God. We just say thank you. Thank you for saving us, Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you that for all eternity, we will know you. We will know you like you know us. For right now, we see faintly like dim as as in a blurry mirror. But God, one day we'll see you face to face. 
And so, Lord, thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for drawing hearts back to your son, God. Lord, forgive us for turning away and trusting in our own ways, God, and trying to trying to do a good work, God, to win some sort of favor from you. God, forgive us for doing that, Lord. We trust in you and we trust in your son. He's accomplished it all, God. I pray that you would um, guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus as they keep their eyes on you. Lord, help them be thankful in every situation. Lord, help them renew their minds. Lord, I ask that you would um, draw their hearts to your word or that you would wash them through the word. It would bring sanctification through the word. God, that they would be purified by your word. Lord, I thank you for today. Father, I thank you for every single person listening to this, God, that they got some time to, to be with you. And Lord, tonight I pray that as they lay their head down and they get into the habit, Lord, of each night just thinking about your goodness. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, just how precious you are, Lord, draw our hearts back to the important thing, which is you, Lord. All the other things fall aside, Lord. It's, it's you. You were the precious lamb, God, who bled and died for us. Jesus, thank you. In Jesus' name. And any of you right now who feel like you want to come back to the Lord, you know, just Just take that time and just talk to him. Repent of the sins that have been going on in your life. Those those things that you just can't shake, repent of them to the Lord. Ask him to help you. Ask his Holy Spirit to come alongside you and help you. Pray during those situations. When you're being tempted and tried, the Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Mm -hmm. So ask the Lord, you know, in the Lord's prayer, he says, you know, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. Lead us not into temptation. Lord, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Instead of serving a God and a Holy Spirit who's weak, think about God as who he is. Don't weaken God. Don't don't think he's not powerful enough to save you. He's not he's not big enough or strong enough that the Holy Spirit indwelling you is somehow not powerful enough to save you and take you away from sin. He is God, the third person. He's the same spirit. It's the same spirit in three persons that dwells inside of you. He's powerful enough to deliver you, to save you, and to set you free. We have to stop weakening the Holy Spirit and begging him for things. He is God indwelling inside of you. His scriptures, um, the, the holy word of God will lead you. And, and when we renew our mind, we resist the devil. We ask the Holy Spirit, help us. He is faithful to that prayer and he will help you. So don't ever give up. Uh, don't ever think that there's not a way out for you. Um, there is a way out and his name is Jesus Christ. And when you look at him and what he's done, I believe you'll find um, the end of that cycle because when we fall more and more in love with him, the appeal of sin becomes less and less and less. And so Mm -hmm. I pray today that as you focus on him and love him, that appeal of sin um, slowly begins to fade and dim and dim and the love of Christ rises in your hearts. And that's my prayer for you guys today. Um, So Be blessed as you walk through this week in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Kelsey, thank you so much for just your wisdom and the truth. I love, I think you're such an anointed teacher and I just appreciate so much the way you take some of these spiritual concepts and you break them into this practical every day. Hey, this is how you can implement them. I'm so thankful for that. And um, I think you've given everybody some wonderful things to chew on and meditate on and pray on over the weekend. So yes. All right, you guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for today's episode. Uh, Jeff will be back on Monday with Abby Duplaga. So you all have a wonderful, blessed Friday, and we will see you Monday. Bye, guys. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.